0: I want to welcome you to the program today here at Fill the Lamp. I'm Neil Parks. I don't know about you, but when I read the Apostle Paul's epistles that he wrote to the many different churches he had planted and ministered to, I can relate, relate to some of those problems these people were going through and inundated with as to the heresies and cult-like teachings of your best life now, along with uh, giving to the rich, as I, too, was a captive of such misleadings. We are in the study of Paul's message to the Colossian church, and there is so much to understand about wisdom and knowledge here in this epistle. Now, last time we expounded on the preeminence of Christ. And, my friends, his supremacy has to be the substance or foundation, if you will, of our faith. Look at Hebrews 11.1. 1. Everybody should know this uh, scripture by heart. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. So, we're going to step back to verse 9 and 10 in chapter 1 of the book of Colossians as to emphasize another most needed first step in all matters, and that is prayer. Paul immediately went to prayer for the people at Colossae, at the Colossian church. Verse 9, of chapter 1. For this reason, he writes, we also, since the day we heard it, the false teachings, that is, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with a knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now stop, stop and think about what Paul just said. Paul is reflecting what Jesus told his disciples in John fourteen twenty six, Jesus said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now, this is where Paul is going. He's reflecting what Jesus said, that the Holy Spirit would come. And do the teaching. Paul is interceding with prayer and asking God to endow the Colossians with knowledge. Now, in the Greek, that word is gnosis. The knowledge Paul wanted the Colossians to have was deep and thorough knowledge. True biblical knowledge is not speculative, but is shown in. Obedience. Verse nine. The knowledge of his will. My friends, this is not an inner impression or feeling, but a deep and thorough knowledge of the will of God that is completely revealed in the Word of God. Look how Second Peter two fifteen puts it. Peter's saying For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Paul was pleading with God to also give them knowledge with wisdom and spiritual understanding. Spiritual modifies both wisdom and understanding. It's like the two are blended together to accumulate and organize the principles of Scripture for application in life. Bottom line, we must have aggressive intimacy with God. So Paul keeps praying with verse 10. Walk worthy, he says, of the Lord, fully pleasing him. Now, my friends, this concept is huge as it calls a believer to live in a way that is consistent with their identification, big word there, identification and relationship. Two big, big words with the Lord that saved them as the vessels he will use for his glory to the world. Now, this next part of verse 10 is a critical must that has to happen with all professors of Christ as to being fruitful in every good work. You see, bearing fruit is a Christ follower ID card, if you will. Now, let me explain that. As a born-again follower of Christ, it is Christ that takes over your life. Paul fully explains this one in Galatians 2.20, where he says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ. Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of god so to the spectators and observers and bystanders in the world they see christ in you you could say you're a dead person walking now luke 6:44 jesus is talking for every tree is known by its own fruit so you could say, here, the proof is in the pudding. Jesus said in John fifteen five, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And now Paul seals the deal in verse 10 where he says, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Now, bottom line, growth and maturity cannot happen or occur apart from more knowledge of God by seeking him intimately. This clearly, my friends, points out that the Colossian church was and is no different than the church today. When Paul received the bad news from Epaphras as to what was going on with the heresy and the agnostic behaviors, he, Paul, I'm sure, fell to his face in prayer. But I'm sorry to say that I'm not so sure the church today is understanding their calling To intercede with fervent prayer like that. Prayer today is as critical, and it is a critical must, just as it is, as it was, excuse me, back 2,000 years ago. I like how James teaches effective prayer. James 5, chapter 5, verses 16 through 18. James says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, here it is, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Then James goes on to say in verse 17, Elijah was just a man with a nature like ours. In other words, nothing special. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. Well, the point here is, Elijah was just a man. I just said it before. But he knew Who he was praying to. And so we have Paul, just a man, but totally in love with the one to whom he was praying to and for. Listen to John's Revelation 8, chapter 8, verses 3 through 5. This is all about prayer. John is praying in verse 3, he says, Another angel came and stood at the altar. He had a golden censer, and much incense was given to him, so that he might add it to the prayers, there it is, of all the saints, God's people, on the golden altar in front of the throne. They were right in the throne room, my friends, and the prayers of us the saints—that's where they're headed. Verse four, and the smoke and fragrant aroma of the incense with the prayers of the saints, God's people, ascended. Oh, before God from the angel's hand. Verse five. So the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar and hurled it to the earth. And there were peals of thunder and loud rumblings and sounds and flashes of lightning and an earthquake. Oh, my friends, we pray to a holy God and God is listening to those righteous prayers father father we just thank you lord i say we pray right now lord jesus we just want to glorify you with these prayers just as paul was flat on his face praying for the colossians lord jesus we've got heresy all over the church We've got people praying for themselves selves and basically things that have nothing to do with your love, Father God. It's for their gain and not your glory. Lord, I just lift up all these, these faithful servants that are praying, Father, for the situations that they're in. They're praying for families and friends and acquaintances, Lord. We're praying that our countries, Father God, would would come to know who you are and that the heretics and the cults that are trying to take you off the throne, Father God, we just lift them up because they're fools, Lord. We just pray right now that they would Understand who you are, your supremacy, Father God, just like the Colossians. Epaphras was so concerned, Father God, with the, with the heretics that infiltrated the church there in Colossae, Father God. But it's happening everywhere. Two thousand years later, so I just lift up each and every, every person right now that is praying earnestly. Father God, I pray right now that they, that they would pray pray knowing that their prayers are heard, knowing that these prayers are going in to the throne room, knowing that these prayers are being anointed with incense. Father God, that you hear them. And Father, we just thank you that we can come to you and we can pray for our brothers and our sisters, and the brothers and sisters-to-be. And we do this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, I can't wait till next time. This teaching on Colossians is just beginning. So until then, I'm Neil Parks.